0: You are listening to Fancy Face and Friends. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to Fancy Face and Friends. I have Bianca. Hi, Bianca.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Okay, so just a quick note. Um, I know... I know Bianca because we worked together at a nameless sushi restaurant <laughs> in Waikiki. Um, and we used to have so much fun. We worked front desk.
1: We used to have so much fun. It was so many years ago, it feels like now.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Life it really was. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: remember, I we would get those little Seagram's vodka shots. Oh, and... of course I remember. <laughs> you know what
1: my... <laughs> <laughs> you know what my fondest memory is what? of us working together is when remember when i took you home on the moped and we tipped over the moped
0: oh my god in the middle of the street do you yeah. remember that yeah yeah yeah.
1: i always think of that <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna say what we were doing that made yeah. us tip over the moped right but
0: um <laughs> being reckless and dangerous
1: yeah right um
0: <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean, I had a really great time there. So that's how I know Bianca. And um, Bianca has since become a flight attendant. How long have you been a flight attendant?
1: It's been a little over three years now.
0: What made you want to do that?
1: You know, I kind of had the stereotypical answer of being like, I want the ability to travel. Um, but, you know, you don't go into the inter- interview telling people that. Yeah. Uh, but that was my that was my real reason
0: <laughs> I had at the fr- time. I had a friend um, who was also a flight attendant for a bit before she got fired, and she told me that, um, I mean, I'll tell you why after. Yeah. Because it's insane. Um, (laughs) I, shoot, what was I going to say? Yeah, she, oh, she used to tell me all the time, why don't you become a flight attendant? And I told her. um, I can totally
1: see you doing it.
0: Well, I had the same answer that I used to say at the other restaurant I worked at in Hawaii during uh-huh. the day, yeah. because I worked with you at night in the sushi place. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: people used to say to me all the time, because I, wor- I worked front desk there as well, they would say, oh, <coughs> why don't you become a server? Yeah. And to me, and no offense towards flight attendants or towards yourself, but to me, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like being a server in the sky, and I don't want to be a server on the ground. I just ju- I just don't like people like, like that. Like serving people. Yeah, yeah like I know. they're so I know. and we know this for sure. I mean, you know this as a flight attendant, but even uh-huh. when we work together in the food and beverage industry, people, I used right. to call them um, hungry, what was it? Hungry hippos and hooligans.
1: That's like, pretty much what they are in the air too.
0: Yeah, they're unruly and unmanageable, and uh-huh. I just don't have they the are. personality that has the patience enough to deal with adults acting like kids.
1: Oh, oh, it's so hard. And I feel like the older I get too, um, the harder it gets, you know, I'm not like 21 years old anymore. Now I'm 30 and it's just, I don't have, I barely have the patience either, which is why I want to fly less. You know, they, the same problems that you have in a restaurant, you kind of have on a plane as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's actually more problems on a plane. There can be more problems, you know, you could have medical problems and Where, as in a restaurant, if there's a medical problem, you're probably not going to be the one that has to deal with it. You know what I mean? You call the ambulance or whatever. um, But it's, like, the serving problems and then plus more.
0: (laughs) How many flight attendants do you normally work with, like, in these flights?
1: It depends on the size of the aircraft you're on. Typically, um, I work on an Airbus 320, which has 186 passengers and four flight attendants.
0: Okay. Do you... Do you get along and have as much fun with your fl- fellow flight attendants? That, well, I guess it depends on who's on the schedule.
1: It depends. It depends. Um, at my base, I'm like I said, I'm based in Miami. And I used to be based in Denver, right? But the best part of my job, it's not the flying. It's not even the benefits at this point. The benefits of being able to fly on airlines for free. The best part is the people that I work with. I can honestly say that. Yeah. Because... You know, I, I work at a smaller base, so I think in the whole base there's 200 flight attendants. Um, and I work with, the types of flights I work, I work with the same crowd for the most part. And it, that's what keeps it fun, Yeah, really, is it, the other flight attendants.
0: It's just like, I mean, that's kind of any job. It's any job that I've right. ever had, and I've had, like, different jobs in different industries, but any job I've right. ever had, it's always been the people that I work with. Not necessarily that, the managers, supervisors, the people uh-huh, in charge. Uh-huh. But the people uh-huh. that I work with, I have, so, like, they make it, it, when you work at a restaurant, for sure, be, especially the restaurants that we were working at, or I yes. was working at in um, Hawaii, the one of them was, like, one of the biggest restaurants in Waikiki, and...
1: Right, I remember.
0: That meant that <laughs> you didn't know who was, because the restaurant's so big,
1: mm-hmm. it,
0: you don't know who's on shift, and then right. you see your, your shift buddy, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be an amazing day. Like, Fun, yeah. Yeah, despite That's any ex- of the unruly yes. people who come in we're gonna have a good time because my shift buddy is here
1: that's exactly how it is in the flight attendant world too now the same goes for the opposite you can you can have a horrible person on your flight and then it's miserable because you're literally stuck in the air with this person in this small galley that's you know 10 10 feet in length if even that
0: I want to ask you about some personal flight attendant stories that you have, but before mm-hmm. I do that, I wanted to mention two things that came up in the news recently, um, yeah. and just get your opinion on them. Six days yeah. ago, it came out that a man was masturbating, um, mm-hmm. he masturbated four times in front of a female passenger on a flight, it was, it was during a three-hour flight from Seattle to Phoenix, um, yeah. He pulled down his pants and started masturbating shortly after the Southwest Airlines flight took off, and mm-hmm. she complained to the flight attendants. And I think they moved her, but when he, when they landed, um, he was arrested. The FBI yes. got involved. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah, as they should. Right. Um. You want my isn't opinion that, on that? Yeah.
0: Isn't that crazy? <laughs>
1: It's crazy and the craziest thing about it is is stuff like this happens all the time. You know? It happens all the time. I mean, I had a situation really similar to that where a guy was it was it was a red-eye flight and you know, a lot of this stuff happens on red-eyes because the lights are dim. Yeah. Everyone thinks everyone's asleep and that's when these freaky weird people think that they can take advantage of of those types of situations, you know? And um I had something similar happen on a flight where a guy—it was a red eye—and a guy was touching the girl next to him. Like, kept like putting his hand over in the middle seat. Like, she was in the window, he was in the aisle. There's no in-, in between. And he would put his hand over, and he kept touching her. And then finally, she said something. Um, you know, and good for her for saying something and get her, getting herself out of the situation. And so she we said moved something her. to him,
0: or she said something to this to you, to the staff.
1: I believe she she told him to stop, but I mm. I, I I can't really remember. Um, I, but she, she eventually said something to us, so we moved her, and the same thing, you know, like, involve... Uh, the best thing we can do, so we don't take... As horrible as it sounds, so we don't take the blame for it, or have lawyers contacting us, or whatever it may turn into, is is just have law enforcement meet them at the gate. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because these people just say... I don't know. I mean, there's crazy people in the world, but... Yeah, so that stuff like that happens, and actually, my company had sent out a memo about... Um, because of so many of these little situations like that happening, keeping the lights on during a red eye, like keeping the lights at at a certain amount of dimness during a red eye, just so that way it's not fully dark in, in the cabin.
0: Right. Well, what's crazy is when I looked up that story, because I knew I wanted to mention it to you. So this morning when Mm -hmm. I looked it up, there's another story that just came out, um, today. Um, a 76-year-old Florida man exposed himself <coughs> and masturbated, this is according to Miami Herald, and right. masturbated and put his hand on a woman's thigh on a flight from Newark, which is New Jersey, to Boston. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Sadly, I And she it. was 21. Yeah. Yeah, yeah She I took,
0: know. it says here, I'm just reading this as I'm talking to you. Right. It. It says here that she was sitting next to the Bonita Springs I guess that's an area in Florida
1: yes man yeah that is I've heard that
0: um, and took video of him groping <coughs> himself through his pants this happened last Friday
1: yeah yeah he
0: also exposed himself masturbated and put his hand on her thigh during the flight prosecutor said and she asked why he was touching her and he looked out the window
1: sick I know I, another thing I noticed and let me tell you and we have like different there's different stereotypes for different routes and like I said I'm based on in Mm -hmm. Miami so I do a lot of Newark LaGuardia Atlanta and there's different stereotypes for all those routes when you say Newark I'm not that doesn't surprise me that sounds like something that would happen coming from Newark to be honest yikes um yeah but um there's so many people and and actually it's not even just men I've seen females do this fall asleep with their hand down their pants on a plane in a public space
0: that is and so just, weird to me
1: so weird to me to, i think that's weird to the. i would hope that's weird to the average person because i don't feel like that's an appropriate thing to be doing in public but yeah I don't know. it's
0: not a private hotel room
1: <laughs> yeah you're not in your hotel yet okay? i know that
0: you have a pillow <laughs> and a little blanket and you've made yourself comfortable but you're not in a hotel
1: right i see so many people like that and it's like as a flight attendant it puts like do i wake them up do I, I never know what to do you know yeah like take your hand out of your pants i don't know
0: what it's do you weird. think what do you think about this story that happened um with JetBlue, the um drunk pilot so
1: oh that was delta or oh, wait no there's been a few this wasn't the pilot that was trying to film the flight or take pictures of the flight attendants was it
0: no but i do want to ask you about that um yeah i no, this is a jet blue pi, sorry jet blue pilot who was right. removed from the cockpit of a flight this is back um in march and
1: uh-huh.
0: taken into custody in the u.s after having a blood alcohol level more than four times the federal limit for pilots he was a 52 year old oh man my God. also from florida um <laughs> and uh, funnily enough and yeah he told authorities that he had had seven to eight drinks before he got on the plane that was departing from Buffalo, Niagara international airport to Fort Lauderdale.
1: Oh my God. Um, I mean, that's horrible, obviously, and terrifying at the same time. And that's why one of the things I always do is sometimes as crazy as it may sound, so like for me, I work in the back galley a lot, so I'm in the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's some flights where I may not even get introduced to the pilots. I may not even see them before boarding. Like, I don't even know who's up there. But in the last year or so, I'd say I always making a point to which they they should be the ones making it a point to introduce them to the whole cr- their, themselves to the whole crew, right? But yeah, sometimes was, they don't.
0: And was, sometimes
1: time. Ta- what on. were you we gonna say? Go ahead. I was just gonna say sometimes they don't like they're supposed to be giving us a, a brief before every flight right mm. but say i'm in the back galley sometimes if we're short on time like they're tr- the gate agents are trying to board right away what they'll do is they'll just tell the two flight attendants working in the front galley hey this is the flight time this is what's going on blah, blah blah um let the back know you know what i mean so then they'll just call us and basically relay relay the information but that means that we're not even seeing the pilot we're not even seeing who's up there who's, you know, who's going to be flying the, the plane. Right. So in the past, I'd say like year to six months, I've always made it a point to, even if I'm in the back, just go introduce yourself because what if they are drunk like that? And no one takes the time to even introduce themselves to the pilot. And then you don't know what type of state of mind they're in or something like that. Yeah. You know. That's where it's like, just for your, for your own safety, you need to always make sure you see your pilots and make sure, you know, like okay they're good to go you know they're not on anything crazy today or you know what i mean be- yeah. because of situations like that
0: Yeah um, i was going to say like i thought it would be customary for the you with crew like i don't i don't know what it's called like, is the cabin crew, the crew does that include the pilots yes.
1: yeah it, it includes, yeah they're part of the crew so we're all considered crew um it it should be but sometimes they don't do it and that's bad on them and like I said, sometimes it is because of the time frame we're on. You know what I mean? But other times, um, they just don't do it. They're lazy. They don't want to brief us. But no, it, it should be. But I'm telling you, sometimes it doesn't happen.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Um, also, how did somebody who is seven to eight drinks in even get to the plane? Right. Like, like he how wasn't, did they even... The, the the He wasn't stopped, like, any way before any of that he was like actually on the plane and was taken out of the cockpit which meant you were this close to flying the plane
1: flying the plane i'm sure i bet you the first officer or whoever the whoever the other pilot pilot was probably noticed
0: yeah i think that's what the story said that they noticed yeah. that the um their fellow pilot was acting a bit erratic but that's the thing like so then weren't you acting that way throughout the air the airport like
1: well, and then you have Who's- to think like a lot of the. I mean, because it's still a federal law to have your mask on in the airport and on the plane. So.
0: Oh right. You know,
1: so that that covers up half your face. That's half yeah. your facial expressions. He could have had sunglasses on. I'm just thinking yeah. like, of how he could have covered it up. He has a mask on, so they're probably not seeing how his facial expressions are. Right. But he, who knows? He might be stumbling. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: I hope that 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 JetBlue and other airlines look at that and make some provisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: I really think that it's I mean it's not even I think. It's extremely dangerous to know that a a pilot was actually in the cockpit, ready to go. Yeah. And was <laughs> ready seven to, to eight drinks in. And God yeah, knows what time his... of day that was.
1: Right, and you said his um
0: his alcohol blood his... level was four times the federal limit for pilots.
1: Wow, wow he that's had, not good.
0: It says the police performed a breathalyzer test and found that his blood alcohol level was 0.17%.
1: Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's scary, right?
0: And the Federal Aviation... Yeah, it is scary. The Federal Aviation <laughs> Administration prohibits pilots from drinking within eight hours of a flight or yep. flying with a blood alcohol level more than 0.04. And he was yeah. 017
1: <laughs> that's horrible and the crazy thing is is you can be randomly tested at any time so he did that knowing that he could i mean not to say it happens all the time but still you can get a random at any time and I they hope, can make you yeah i hope
0: he's okay and they sorted that out i mean maybe who knows maybe well, he's going through stuff but like yeah still. And,
1: i mean just thank god he didn't fly fly the yeah. flight
0: oh my gosh um yeah speaking of disasters though yeah
1: um
0: i'm I travel a lot. I have traveled a lot, I should say, past tense, because of COVID. It's not been so recent. Um, It's been a couple of years since I've done anything like international, but I have been on a few planes still in the last two years, but just like, you know, domestic. Um, Uh And I'm... People think because I like to travel that that means I like to fly. But the reality is I actually don't like flying. I don't like the experience at the airport because I don't like people, the general public. (laughs) I mean, I like people, I like humans, but I don't like the general public, if that makes sense. The same reason why I said I don't want to be a server. Uh The same reason why I commend you and other flight attendants for being brave enough to take (laughs) those jobs and to Mm -hmm. take care of people, especially in these times, in the last few years, because passengers have gotten really out of control. Um, Out of
1: control, yeah.
0: Or everything's just really viral and we're just seeing it firsthand. But like i True. personally don't like flying i don't i don't like i can't sleep on planes that um, makes it hard yeah and i've had some really long like 20 hour flights before and yeah. it's a struggle like i, I may fall uh, asleep yeah. for like 50 like 15 minutes will go by and i'll wake up and i'll be like oh, okay that must have been a few hours and i'll check the time oh it's only been 10 minutes great
1: oh that's horrible
0: yeah um but anyway part of The reason why I don't like to fly is because I feel like I don't have any control of what's going on and you're so super high up and I'm always, my mind always goes to that dramatic place of what if the plane crashes? Like, do you have any, did you have any fears going into being a flight attendant or is that one of those things that you're like water off a duck's back?
1: No, you know what? I think. It's just human nature to always have that question. And we watch so many movies of yeah. planes crashing. We hear of these stories and there's documentaries on Netflix and all this type of stuff now, right? And and tr- trust me, I still have those thoughts, right? I think it's natural for every human that gets on a plane to have that what-if thought. I think that's just natural for everyone. Don't I mean, don't think flight attendants, don't think that stuff. But then I have to remind myself to be logical and think logically about... Okay, this plane is equipped with, there's so many scenarios before the scenario of the plane's just going to fall out of the sky and crash. Yeah. There's so many steps that can happen before that to have that prevented before we ever get to that type of situation. You know, like, for the most part, you're going to be on the ground before it ever gets to that. Yes, things like that can happen, just like things like that can happen driving in a car, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you just, I have to remind myself to think logically and realistically and even statistically speaking, that's not gonna like you said, you can never say it's not gonna happen, but it's, it's not, I don't know how to describe it. Statistically speaking, it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's not a daily occurrence.
1: It's not a daily occurrence. Um, and that's just, you know, you take risks when you swim in the ocean. You take risks. Yeah. I feel like people think getting on a plane, there's so much greater of a risk than anything else you do in life. And I think it is because of what you just said. You're not in control. You're not in control. Someone else is controlling the plane, right?
0: And you're so, so high up. like You're
1: so high up and you're out of your element, literally, you know? Yeah, and that, yeah. scares, that scares people that they don't have any control opposed to okay, if I'm in a car, I can swerve the car this way. Um, If I'm in the ocean, I can, I don't know, I can swim away from a shark, or I can swim away from big waves, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the difference in flying is that you're not in any sort of control. And the average person doesn't know what to do if something goes wrong with an airplane. That's just the bottom line.
0: Did you hear about the China Eastern flight that crashed? It was China Eastern flight 5735.
1: Was there a Netflix one on this, or...?
0: No, this just... Or was this recent? Yeah, this just happened on March 21st. It plunged more than 7,000 feet in a minute, pulling up slightly, but then shooting down again, hitting the ground nose first at near supersonic speeds. Um, Did they
1: say what happened?
0: No. So the reason why this is sort of topical is because air disaster investigators from the U.S. are in China this week to Mm -hmm. help figure out what happened. Um, Yeah. But it crashed... The wreckage of the plane was scattered across a tropical hillside in southern China. um, Uh And some of the fragments were buried up to 60 feet deep.
1: Wow. So just hit that hard. and Yeah, I mean, it's horrifying. It's terrifying.
0: It killed all 132 people on board. That's so devastating.
1: It is. It is. But no, no, I I don't think... Go on. I was going to say, I think I might have seen that on the news. Um, Sometimes I try, just for my own mental sanity i try not to um look at all of that stuff
0: yeah yeah, of course Um,
1: kind of like kind of like ignorance is bliss a little bit you know what i mean which isn't necessarily the best way to look at things but um just i mean i have to i have to fly on a daily basis so i don't always want to be thinking about that type of stuff right but also it is good to know about um these type of things just for state like safety protocols and what could have been done differently from if anything if anything could have been done differently from a crew perspective or anything like that you know So yeah. a lot of a lot of these um well-known crashes that you hear about in the news or documentaries or whatever it might be a lot of this we go over in our training because when they after stuff like this happens they can go back and they can look at the wreckage and they can find stuff um find pieces of the aircraft and find information that they need and also from air traffic control they can go over recordings and kind of piece together what might have went wrong you know so from a crew perspective it's good to know those sort of things in case there's anything that could have been prevented
0: yeah I mean, there there have been going back to even that drunk um, pilot who that JetBlue uh-huh. drunk pilot, but there have been stories that have come up, and you referenced um, documentaries. There was a documentary mm-hmm. that came About out. Boeing? Um, was
1: it the Boeing one? I just watched that or some of that.
0: What was the flight?
1: Oh, I can't remember.
0: Because the one I'm thinking what of, was it? the one that I'm looking at right now uh, was the march flight back in 2014 the malaysian airlines plane that disappeared
1: there was was it that one i want to say this was a indian flight there it it was two different flights because it was a specific boeing aircraft that i think is a 737 that they were looking at
0: yeah this one in this documentary it doesn't say um (laughs) the if it's a boeing or not but I do
1: remember the one that you're talking about. Like, they didn't find anything from the plane. Yeah, right? and they
0: and they said that the pilot was at fault. Like, he planned it, and it was a murder-suicide. And that's the reason that's why I think that, um, go, like, when I referenced the drunk pilot, the JetBlue drunk pilot, yeah. that's the reason yeah. why. Because it's, if yeah. this person's going to be flying the plane... Aside from being on substances or not being on substances, like what is your mental health? Exactly. Where are we today?
1: What, where are we at today and what's going on in your head? And absolutely, that's, that's why I said I always try to make it a point to check in now. And I had a friend tell me that, a, another flight attendant friend, and she's like, I always go say hi to them. I always make it a point just to see, because if they, if they go in there and now they're in the cockpit, the doors closed and I never see them well and now we're in the air now it's too late yeah. now they're already in, c- in control off the ground and ever since she told me that I was like wow you know that's something that I honestly didn't think of which might be stupid on my end but it's true yeah it's true and I mean they're normal people just like you and me you know they go through stuff too not not saying it's an excuse to get on a plane drunk or not in the right state of mind, you know, and fly it. It's definitely not an excuse, but it's always just good to check in.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because apparently he he had problems and he was in some... He was in... I'm not that familiar with this. You probably would know more than I did, Mm
1: -hmm. more than
0: I do. But he Uh was in a 22-minute holding pattern.
1: Yeah, so he was just going around in circles, basically.
0: And... He did that... So, they, in this article that I'm reading from Daily Mail, it says a holding pattern is where a plane holds a particular flight path while awaiting approval to land. But in this right. case, it was done mid-flight.
1: So, that's so he's just basically essentially going around in circles in the middle of the sky, in the middle of nowhere, probably.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, a holding
1: pattern is where, say, yeah, you're waiting to land. So, say there's weather in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And you're holding above the airport because you can't land because there's weather close to the airport right that's holding but if you're holding somewhere nowhere near the airport that you're supposed to land at that wouldn't make any sense yeah that's probably what he was doing
0: and there were over 200 there were 239 people on flight on on that flight wow um that's horrible but okay, so now like some what is your what's one of your worst flight attendant stories? Or actually what's one of your oh. worst um passengers stories?
1: Oh god, there's so many. <laughs> where where do I even You're like start? every day? <laughs> I'm serious, like I, I should have thought of this I mean, these are like questions I should have been thinking of before I came <laughs> on this interview my worst what is one of my worst um well i had a situation i don't know are there certain things i'm not allowed to talk about on here no (laughs) like this isn't pg-13 or this isn't pbs (laughs) this is hbo (laughs) perfect okay (laughs) let me take a sip of my wine really quick then we'll get into it
0: (laughs) what kind of wine is it red
1: it is red, yeah. Mm,
0: a Merlot or I, I, uh, car- car- Actually, Carabinace a little Mer-
1: Merlot, yeah. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Oh, I got it. Spot a on. Little.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me. I never get Merlot, but today I was just like, ah. I think it was the first bottle I saw. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways. Okay, so I have one. And this is like, when people ask me, like, what's like the best flight attendant story you have? Like, whether good or bad, this is what I always, this is the one I always tell because... This was, like, I was maybe not even a year in, you know? And and when you start a job, any job, not even just this, and you're still kind of new, you know, you don't always have the, maybe, like, the tools or, like, the balls to, like, be able to confront people or, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. still just don't really, you just don't have, like, the audacity yet to be able to yeah, put yeah. people in their place. Now, it's like, I don't give a shit, like, whatever. But this was, like, I was still kind of new and still, like, finding my way through the flight attendant world. And I was on a flight, it was a red eye. Everything bad happens on a red eye. I'm just gonna say that right now. (laughs) And like I said, there's certain routes that are just, I put on my no fly list because the people are just bad on these going to certain places. It's really bad. Mm. And so this was going, I was still Denver based and I was going to Vegas. It was a Vegas red eye. So, I mean, you can only imagine the crowd trying to go to Vegas, you know? Yeah and this is like okay so it's a red eye and honestly whenever I tell people this story they like they're like no way this how, how would this even happen but I'm telling you like crazy shit happens like on these flights so and I work for a low budget airline so so you can only imagine the type of people that I see right <laughs> Budget travelers going to Vegas. Yes, I was gonna say I don't want to. I don't want to call a low budget, but low cost carrier is the correct term okay, yeah, okay. for a low cost carrier. Um, you know, so they go to Vegas for like thirty dollars on a Friday night. <clears throat> so, anyways, I it's a red eye, and somebody rings their call bell. Somebody rings their call bell, and I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll go get it. And I was just that lucky flight attendant that decided to go get this call bell, and it's like a guy, probably like a guy in maybe his, like, mid-twenties, and he was traveling with uh, what I'm assuming was his girlfriend. And uh, so I go over, and I'm like, hey, everything okay? And I notice, like, the girl is, like, sitting... The girl is sitting in his, uh, I guess, laying in his lap with a blanket over her head. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I and I like go over, and I, at first I don't even realize like she's there because, like I said, it's dark. She has a blanket over her. And he's, like, yeah, he's, like, yeah, my girlfriend's not breathing. And for a second, I'm, like, wait, where's your girlfriend at? And I realize, like, oh, my God, she's, like, in his lap. I'm, like, is she knocked out? Is she, Did you suffocate her? Like, what's going on? he's, like, no, she's, like, not breathing. And th- so, like, this whole thing happened so fast in the moment. But, like, it seemed like one of those things, like, it took, like, ten minutes to happen. But in reality, this is, like, maybe a ten-second conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... He's like, no, she's not breathing. And all of a sudden I just hear her like choking on something. And like gasping for air. Like, I don't even oh know how to, I didn't know how to, to go, like, where I'm going. So basically she was like giving him head. Yeah. And like got I don't know what happened. She got stuck or something. And she was stuck like that, like choking on hi- on on him. And he decided the only thing he knew how to do was ring the call bell and tell a flight attendant. And she, like, came up for air, like... <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God. And his pants are, like, down, the blankets up. And I was like, what is going... What are you guys doing, you know? And like I said, I was maybe, like, six or seven months in when this happened. Yeah. And I was, like, horrified.
0: What What do you think you would have done differently had you had that happen today?
1: Had that happened today, I literally would have been like you need to go sit in a row you go sit in a row like i would have i would have literally have made them be in separate rows i would have called the captain i would have see now we've gotten to a point like with these crazy pandemic people these passengers that like don't know how to act on planes and want to do all this crazy shit. we've gotten to a point where we're not even going to deal with it just know that law enforcement's going to be called when you get to the gate that's it yeah you you want to have public indecency moments on a plane okay well now you're going to have to meet with law enforcement Like, because what are you doing? Seriously? I don't know. And I catch so many people trying to, like, join the Mile High Club and, like, go into the lavatory together. And, like, I just say, no, you're not. No. You can wait. You can go in after. It's just people doing stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Where, you know, but, like, in that situation, like, that's, like, I've never heard of that happening to somebody. But I was. And, like. You know, they were younger, and they are probably drunk, and it was just, I, I don't know. I just, like, tried to, at that time, I just tried to forget about it, and I didn't do anything. But, no, honestly, now I'd be like, you're never flying on this airline again. Like, you want to be so disgusting and try to do stuff like on, on a plane.
0: You do know, you? I would
1: handle it differently now.
0: Do you um, get hit on a lot by male, or I guess it could be female passengers as well, or, like, whatever people call yeah. themselves?
1: Yeah, whatever they identify as. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's not, like, every day or anything, but maybe, like, once a week. It also depends on the routes, too.
0: Is it more complimentary or more creepish? Because there's a difference.
1: It's It's a good mix. Okay. It's a good mix, yeah. There's this... Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. So there's something that, like, all flight attendants have a pet peeve of doing, of, of when people do this to them, and I notice it happens a lot, and it's just one of those things, like, where another reason why I, as well, don't like being around the general public, because they have no boundaries, and they don't have manners, and things like that, but
0: yeah.
1: it seems like whenever a flight attendant's walking through the galley, people, like, can't use their words, and, you know, you're walking, and they're at sitting level, and it's, they'll just, like, tap you, like, tap you on, like, the hip. It's usually, like, the, the hip because that's right in their vicinity, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, tap you on the hip, tap you on, on your back, tap you on your shoulder. And I'm like, can you just say excuse me and not touch me, you know? <laughs> but some yeah. And it seems like, it seems like not a, a big deal, right? Like, it's not that serious, like, someone tapping you, tapping you to get your attention. But when people do this to you all the time, just so everyone knows that's every flight attendants pet peeve like don't touch us just say excuse me just use your words
0: <laughs> yeah well it's invading somebody's personal space one and two yeah. nobody nobody not even zoo animals like being poked and prodded no
1: and then i don't know where your hands have been you yeah. know the way people leave these lavatories like the bathrooms and like oh god you know it's like i don't know where your hands have been so i've seen people go into those me. with
0: no shoes on and i'm like they do it all yuck. the
1: time and I always say something. I say you don't want shoes. You don't. You don't think you need your shoes in there.
0: That is so. I okay. don't even want to go in there. But obviously, right. sometimes you. Have to, you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yuck. Um, no, people
1: go in there all the time with no shoes. I think it's disturbing.
0: Yeah, that's so gross to me. Yeah. Do you? <clears throat> I'm glad that you mentioned the pandemic people. The pandemic passengers. Um, yeah. because it's just gotten so out of control like almost every couple of weeks there's another fight Something. or yeah. yeah like somebody yelling at somebody else for not wearing a mask or right. there was there was a person recently who um I mean I didn't pull this up so I can't read verbatim yeah. but there was a passenger I believe in the last month or so who punched a flight attendant Oh, um, that was the,
1: the southwest one that happened like last last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it last year? Okay. And yeah, and knocked her teeth out. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, as far as the mask goes, um you know, I'm I'm all for everyone wearing a mask and keeping themselves safe and to me, I, planes are disgusting in general, so I'll probably continue to wear a mask on a plane. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Just because I feel like this whole pandemic has brought us to the fact like now we finally realize like, oh, everyone has germs and
0: yeah.
1: everyone's pretty gross, you know, and I don't want my germs mixing with your germs or his germs or her germs. Like, you know, now, now I feel more like I don't want your germs in my mouth or my nose. So I'll yeah. pro- personally, that's my personal opinion. I'll probably just continue to wear the mask. Um, as far as mandating the mask goes as a flight attendant, it's exhausting and it's, it's damn near impossible too that's the thing is that you know the cdc and the faa or whoever is regulating this whole mass mandate thing you know the cdc it's like if you're gonna if you want me to enforce this and mandate this like i'm gonna need a pay raise because the way these people act (laughs) like it's it's impossible you know so and as we're supposed to be approaching the end of the mask mandate if they don't um extend it again which they might yeah, April i don't know i just yeah i've just gotten used to it at this point um probably like the last three to four months i've kind of just you know for my own mental sanity you c- there's no way four flight attendants can possibly mandate 190 people to wear it at all times there's right. just, it's just like impossible you know so I really don't say anything anymore, to be honest. And maybe that's not the best um, approach to it. But it just keeps the sanity on the on the flight.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Keeps like the p- the peace on the flight, you know, unless another passenger complains to me, which there's always that one person that, oh, so and so's not wearing their mask next to me. And then I'll ask them to, to put it up or whatever, you know, um, and then they just take it back down again. So it's like, what am I going to do? Like you said, it's like these adults can't even can't even um
0: function
1: they can't function and and to be honest with you kids are better on the flights more so often than adults are yeah They can keep i it believe on.
0: that i believe yeah it's, that. it's
1: horrifying i mean like you said the general public once again it's just it, it makes you wonder like how people were brought up and just you know it's not that hard yeah no one wants to wear it okay but oh. just put it on for two hours whatever
0: also, when you work for—this is a side note—but when you work for, like, um, when you work in a service type industry, yeah, okay. um, whether it's food and beverage, it could be, even be a mechanic. Yeah, They're, the your consumer is consumers feel so entitled.
1: Absolutely. That
0: they demand things like i paid for my seat here i paid for my flight i paid for my yeah. bag so therefore i can treat you it's the same thing when um i worked in the restaurants it the people Absolutely. who would there was a there was one quick little story of my coworker who was um who was the person in charge like she was in charge of seating the actual tables So Uh she would tell us where, I forget what that role is called, but she would tell us where the, um, to, we'd get the ticket and we'd go and see the guests Mm -hmm. where she, um, put them in the computer. And there was a man one time at this, again, one of the, the, maybe the biggest restaurant in Waikiki. And the wait time would be easily an hour. Like two
1: hours there. Yeah. Yeah. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So
0: you, they, they, they know that though. It's not a surprise. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're going to tell you it's ready in 15 minutes and it takes an hour and a half. No. When you walked up, we told you what the wait time was. So right, these especially, pe-
1: I know which restaurant you're talking about. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so It's these- not
1: 15 minutes. <laughs>
0: no. So these people would wait, right? they wait the whole time. They'd go and they'd shop because it's, it's in the shopping mm-hmm. center. So they'd go and they shop yeah. around. They have a little buzzer. They'd come back. Um, they'd yeah. check again or whatever they may ask. And now they're yeah. ready to be seated. This man went off on my coworker i wasn't actually there she told me the story later he called her a bitch um, like because the wait was long yeah
1: like it has and, anything to do with her
0: right and yeah. um i guess because he was angry and hungry and just decided to be a mon- that's why i call them hungry hippos and hooligans yeah. and my thing is like but if they told you what the wait time was and you decided to wait that long then what's the problem like that's a choice that you made
1: Oh, my God. I know these people. It's the same with like a delayed flight, you know? Yeah. Like people get on and think like that's the flight attendant's fault that the flight's been delayed for two hours. Like, trust me, I'm not the, the when I'm not in the air, when the door on the airplane is not closed, I'm not getting paid. So do you think I want to wait around at the airport for two hours? unpaid to <laughs> wait for you guys <laughs> to get on the plane. Right. No, I don't.
0: It's the same thing with the people at the ticket counter or the gate agents. Like, why are you yelling and and screaming at these people who have nothing to do with the fact that there is weather problems or uh, literally, like, there's an issue mechanical issue. Yeah, like.
1: Oh, and I have seen people treat. I have seen people cuss out gate agents. Yeah. I mean, and 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 mind you, gate agents get paid like I want to say like on average $15 an hour. Like they don't, they're not like bringing home the big bucks yeah. as a gate agent. And the stuff that they have to deal with is just appalling, you know, and I could never do it. I could personally never do it. Um, I don't see why anyone would, would want to do that. I think that they deserve a tremendous pay raise because their job is probably the hardest job in the whole airline industry. I would say.
0: Yeah. Cause you're dealing with people who show up late and then yeah and are are mad (laughs) and are upset because they have to pay more for the next flight um Mm -hmm. and it's like who like go find a mirror and look at it and that's the person you need to be (laughs) mad at (laughs)
1: absolutely
0: why are you mad at me um no there is one flight i had the worst flight story that i have like getting from one place to the next was uh, years and years ago actually interestingly enough it was hawaii before i ever moved there (laughs) yeah um I went there on a trip with my grandmother and her best friend and her best friend's brother. And uh-huh. it was fun, it was amazing. We went we were at the Big Island we were on the big island yeah. and um the I get to the we flew from the Big Island I think to Honolulu. Yeah. And uh which was terrible because the plane <laughs> like the person next to me started to do the genuflect. You know, when you do like Jesus and the the cross that you make with your the t- your temple and your chest and
1: you yeah know, yeah, from yeah
0: side to side and <laughs> so on, on this flight <laughs> yeah because the plane was like shaking so Buffy, much yeah. yeah and i was sitting there like oh my god i'm gonna die amongst strangers <laughs> so um we from honolulu i flew into i think it was somewhere in texas maybe dallas maybe houston And this is me going all the way back to New York. So I have made it halfway there.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: And we get there and they're like, oh, there's mechanical issues. So you have to wait. Okay, we're we're, we're waiting. Then they said, oh, there's something going on in New York, which by the way, post 9-11, you're like, what?
1: Right. It was it around that time period.
0: No, it was a couple of years later.
1: Yeah, but still.
0: But you're still, immediately, you're like, what's wondering. going on? Yeah, like, what's happening in right. New York? Um, right, So they, or they're like, oh, something's going on in New York. They're not, gr- they're not letting any plane, they're not grounding any planes. And now we're yeah. just all confused because nobody really knows what that means, at least from the passenger perspective. Like, what is that? Like, right. why? Right. Like, the, what's yeah. happening? So right. we wait and wait and wait. We finally get on the plane. They finally are like, okay, we can board the plane now. They're letting planes um, ground. So we yeah. get on the plane, we sit down, we're waiting and waiting to taxi out and then they make an announcement and say, because the flight crew is now overtime, they have to switch the flight crew. So we have to get yeah. off the plane.
1: Yeah. Which is horrible. Have- <laughs> I, 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 like mean- I always feel bad. I always feel bad when that happens. And I'm telling you, like that happens a lot because we have a, a certain duty day period that we have to adhere to and we can't go over. And so, sometimes, if, if we catch a delay at a bad time, we'll be over our duty day. And I'm telling you, the people in Miami, like, the passengers that I work with, like, depending on the route, because, like I said, certain routes have different types of people, we will literally ask for security to escort...
0: Okay, you're cutting... <coughs> you're, wait, can say something. Me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. You were cutting it out. But, sorry, you said okay. you literally asked for...
1: Like, sometimes that happens and the flight crew has to leave and they have to get a new flight crew and then we have to get off the plane and all the people are in the gate area waiting and they're pissed off. We'll ask for security to escort us off the plane <laughs> because these, pe- these people are crazy. Seriously, like, flight attendants have been attacked getting off planes and all sorts of things.
0: They're just... But yeah, I, that, I, I, I was upset, but I'm not... I, i'm looking at i find some of sometimes those things are a bit humorous like when you see other people and they're mad and they're like you know pushing their bag over and they're like i'm angry (laughs) i gotta get to new york and you're just watching these like seemingly cartoon characters just act a wreck that i'm a little bit more completely
1: out of their control yeah
0: i'm a little bit more subdued like okay i'm angry and i want to get home and i'm halfway there this is just a mess but
1: yeah, uh-huh. I
0: think because ever since I was young, like my first job out of high school, I had barely graduated high school, and my very first job was at a sandwich shop, which I won't even name because I hope they're out of business. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and when you work those again, like food and beverage and those type of service industry jobs, you, the amount of verbal, sometimes physical, but the amount of verbal abuse that comes your way when things are completely out of your control. Like I don't make the menu, for example. Um, (laughs) Right. I don't, I don't name the prices. (laughs) So I don't know why you're yelling and screaming at me. And um, you came at lunchtime and you're waiting in line at lunchtime. So was, what did you think was going to happen at a sandwich shop at lunchtime?
1: Absolutely. And that's what I've noticed in in the airline industry is people don't know where to direct their anger to. So Mm. whoever's in front of them, that's where it's gonna be directed. So if it's a flight attendant, a gate agent, usually those two for the most part. It's never a pilot. Yeah. No oh, one's right, ever right, a pilot. Right. Yeah. Um, it's usually directed at those two types of people. Because they don't understand I don't I don't make the rules for how long my duty day is. And and mind you, my duty day can be sixteen hours. Do you know how long of a day that is? Yeah. So I could have been sitting there on that delay for eight to ten hours and then they expect it to fly, to fly or whatever it may be, you know, and that's just not reasonable and people don't realize, you know?
0: Yeah. But I think it's because so. this is why I'm a big believer in general, like in high school, they need to do this sort of program where they make high school students for credits for like college or for class credits, go and work in a service industry type of a position of their choice.
1: Oh, I agree. Because
0: yeah. then you, you realize from that perspective of the worker, that oh okay i should not walk into a restaurant i should not walk onto a flight i should not walk to a body shop and Uh feel entitled because i chose to give this person my money
1: and that's all that's what it is they feel like because they're paying for service everything's going to go exactly how they think it's going to go and that's just not reality you know and and i mean i have friends that have never worked in the service industry either and and you can tell you can tell in life, who has worked in the service industry and had to serve others in any way it may be, whether, you know, you're a flight attendant, server at a restaurant, whatever, you know, you can just tell who's been there and done that because the ones that haven't don't understand.
0: Right. I can't, I cannot, for my own sanity, I can't, I told myself years ago, I can't go into that business again. It doesn't oh, no, matter. I'm
1: trying, yeah.
0: Like, I can't. I mean, <laughs> unless I'm like older, older, and like sort of retired and own a business, like, I can see myself, right. like, quote unquote, retiring with a, a cute little bistro and, you know, sort right. of yeah. dip in and out and have a staff and, like, treat them yeah, well and make and sure they're paid. You're like, like
1: you're like the owner. Like everyone wants to say hi to you. Type yeah, thing. like that. Yeah.
0: That's that's different. That's than cute. Being yeah. Being the being uh, like I worked at a a very famous coffee place, that rhymes with Starbucks, and <laughs> when I <laughs> when I <laughs>
1: rhymes with Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's so odd. Okay. So I I worked there for a summer, and I sit, and I call that the summer of hell. I worked on the Upper East Side in New York. So Upper East oh Side is like ninety something Street. I can't remember. It was like ninety first in York. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, um, <coughs> I worked there, and it was nothing but spoiled and entitled teenagers who went to the local like private school. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And also. Um, people who lived in the area who were going to work and were like I'm really busy I want my macchiato why is it taking so long (laughs) and like these really entitled like double shot no sugar no whip this and that flat blah 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 all these things and i used to be like it's coffee like shut up yeah there are so many things
1: some black coffee and go on with your day yeah like
0: there's so <laughs> many things going on in the world right now and you're being very particular and meticulous and angry uh-huh. and upset and entitled it just was a nightmare all summer i hated 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 working. there. work love the people oh i worked God. with of course right but hated like these people would just come in and i was like i can't do this anymore or i'll end up on right. the news
1: for not not good reasons right it's like you love the people you work with because it's like you're in the trenches together Mm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you go through that shit together and it's yeah no i know i could never work at starbucks i worked at a a sandwich like a deli one time and i feel like that's the closest to working at starbucks this is a while ago and same thing like the people with their orders and stuff i was like oh my god Just get something easy. God, why does everything have to be so complicated?
0: And also, don't get upset when have you ever been with a friend and your friend orders something and then they make a mistake? Like maybe they like even fast food, for example, they'll they'll say like no tomatoes and then they get tomatoes on their burger. I'm the type of person who I'm just more again because I I worked in the in those places. I've worked in fast food also. I don't really care. Like okay, I'll just take. I don't either yeah like they made a mistake but whatever. the friend
1: has to send it back or make a big deal yeah and you're sitting there yes. and i'm so like mortified and
0: embarrassed yes
1: yes like yes, oh absolutely. and then My they're making friend. a big
0: deal and they're like i had one friend in particular who was like i'm allergic she, she lied and said she was allergic to tomatoes to make them redo the whole <laughs> like thing like really not yeah and i'm like really just take the tomatoes off like
1: it's not hard yeah, that's, like, my best friend in New York that I was talking about. She, she's never worked in the service industry, so everywhere we go, she's like, just send it back. I'm like, no, I don't have the heart to send it back yeah. because I know how bad that is, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But, it, has to yeah. Be, it has to be something horrific. Like, you have to give me somebody else's food for me to be like, uh, can we, this isn't, like, I ordered the salad. This is a burger. Like, Honestly, same. Yeah,
1: exactly. The only time I'll ever send something back is i hate hair if there's a hair on oh, my fin. god like then i'm like i can't even eat it i'm sorry
0: that yeah that's that time that happened to me recently to a food delivery place and the hair which was a very long strand oh, of black na- oh, hair my god. Oh, was my god, in my s- was in my soup in the bottom and i only realized that once <gasps> i was towards the end i nearly like threw up Wanted I, was throw like, up. I can't, yeah. yeah i can't like no more uh, but i <laughs> never terrible. i didn't say anything write a review so or anything yeah, yeah. I was like okay whatever i mean
1: it happens yeah
0: they obviously they made a mistake it's not on purpose um right it was so great talking to you about this and hearing your stories about being a flight I attendant know. and
1: Thank i just you for having me yeah
0: of course i just hope that anybody who's listening who is about to board a plane just take into <laughs> consideration the people who work at the airport the people who work in baggage the people who work on the yes. flight the cabin crew yes. the flight attendants the pilots just like Take them into consideration and realize you're a person trying to get to a destination, whether for work or for pleasure. And right. these are people who this, these are their jobs to get you safely from one place to the next. They are not your servant and they are not your personal punching bag because you're upset that you have to wear a mask.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Yes, very true.
0: Um, So, very, yeah, very and I have to have you on again and we have to talk like um, travel adventures.
1: Yeah, let's do that next. I would love that. Yeah, I would really love that.
0: Okay, thanks so much, Bianca.
1: All right, thank you. Thank you, Liz.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Liz.